knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found check battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. What's happening, folks? Welcome to the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. Doc Talks up next. Let's rile things up. And happy, happy, good evening to you folks. It's me, Gene, of the TPO's Doc Talk podcast. Tonight's episode, of course, the podcast being brought to you by Battleborn Tackle, your online tackle retailer. Go check them out, Battleborn Tackle, um, at Battleborn Tackle, hashtag Battleborn Tackle out there. Let's get that thing fired up. This is a veteran-owned small business. Uh, if you enjoy supporting those, check out the prices, man. Um, not only are his prices extremely competitive out there, and sometimes, and most of the times, as good if not better, but it's the free shipping, dude, at Battleborn that you got to check out, man. If you've shipped anything in today's market, you know that is a huge expense. So if you can get your tackle with no shipping on there, check it out, man. Go uh, go check them out at uh, BattlebornTackle.com. Uh, you can thank me later tonight's episode angler interview series super super cool deal here uh we're gonna we're gonna roll straight into this um do keep in mind this is a pre-recorded episode this is not live it's a pre-recorded episode uh for you of uh one of the angler interviews we did a while back um through this and so uh, any discrepancies there, like with the weather references and things of that nature, it's because we did this a little bit while back. But uh, Casey Day is who it is uh, from uh, from the Iowa uh, leagues that are up there. Uh, it's a super, super fun, really informative, cool, cool interview. Sit back. We hope you enjoy. And uh, uh, be sure to smash that subscribe button. That is a huge, huge help for us. Subscribe, like, follow at True Patriot Outfitters. At Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. Enjoy the show, folks. Hey, 
we got a dude with us here. Uh, there's some cool news coming out of the Midwest, folks. Um, Iowa has been known to put out some pretty sound anglers. And they've had several clubs over the course of the years uh, that have been operating and very successfully operating. Uh, well, in a very, very cool maneuver, we saw two clubs join together and actually realize that they could get stronger and have better offerings for their anglers by working together. I know now there's a concept, right, that, that a few people in this country could grab a hold of. You don't always have to be adversarial with each other. You can actually work together weird i know so one of the guys that was orchestrated behind that uh that was uh, i know there were several people involved but one of the guys that really helped bring all that together was mr casey days let's go ahead and bring him onto the show here what's happening casey how you doing man good jane how are you you know trying to stay enough warm from this arctic blast that just came across the entire country i, I assume you guys are getting it too oh yeah it's it's miserable outside right now yeah. It's cold enough. I don't even want to go ice fishing, and I haven't caught a fish in three months. <laughs> wow. Well, I never want to go ice fishing. I told myself this year I was going to give it a shot, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see. I'm going to have to, it's going to have to be the right people. I've got, got a couple ice rods here. You know, I work with Clam Outdoors. I work with Eagle Claw. I've got, I've got the gear. You know, I can get after it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, dude, this, this, no, this weather here was beyond the ice fishing. This was like negative, like, feels like negative 30 negative 40 stuff that's just not made for human conditions no not the least bit how much snow did you guys get up there in iowa um i think we got about two feet where i'm at holy two feet okay you win that's what it looks like anyway outside <laughs> <laughs> two feet nine it doesn't matter no. at that point it's hard to shovel <laughs> yeah a lot of shoveling the last week now, where where exactly are you, or what town are you located in? Well, I, I live Iowa? in uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, okay. Yep. Good stuff. <laughs> well, ma'am, we had you on here because there was some cool stuff that you guys are doing up there. Mm -hmm. um, two successful clubs. Both clubs looked like they were pretty healthy and doing good on numbers. Things were looking good. And you guys just realized, you know what? We can do this cleaner. We can do this better. You know, talk me through that. What was the... what? prompted the bringing because the two clubs we're talking about are iyak and then the iowa kayak anglers ika you guys came together to form what is now the iowa kayak fishing club and so talk me through how where that uh what what motivated that and, and how'd that come to be so originally there was there was only um ika and then Four years ago, a couple of anglers decided they wanted to form their own club, which is where IAC spawned from. And while it provided more opportunities for anglers on the water, um, it kind of put a division down the state. And while, you know, providing opportunity to fish is never a bad thing, but the separation was. And my goal of getting people back together was to have, you know, better turnouts at tournaments. Like everybody loves to fish and everybody loves to go win money, but it was honestly two completely separate groups of anglers that right. more or less had nothing to do with the issues that caused the division in the first place. So having two clubs was counterproductive to growing angling in the state. 
Right. And what I wanted to do was be able to bring all the anglers back together because you have like IKA had a lot of, of newer anglers and IAC had a lot of uh, more seasoned anglers, the ones that kind of travel and do things with the all American and fish bigger trails. And you can't, you can't learn that way. Like if you're a, if you're a new angler and you're in there with 15 other new anglers, it's kind of the blind leading the blind versus yeah. having people that can actually help and guide you and explain how, even just how to tie a different knot, like not even a bait selection or like break, breaking down of water, but just the basics. Sure. And <clears throat> well, you know, and that's, that's a big deal in the kayak side of things too, man. And especially in tournament angling, what I've noticed on the kayak uh, community is that people are openly willing to share information with 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 folks if they're if they're interested mm-hmm. you know there isn't you you get a few guys that play their cards close to the chest right but for the yeah. most part people are like nah man this is the bait i'm using and i'm over there throwing it that's what i'm doing and yeah it's they're they're jumping on my bait for whatever reason and it's just a uh, i don't know I, I I don't want to say that they don't take it as serious because they absolutely do. The competition level is 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 every bit as high as it was on the on the boat side, but there's just a, a more relaxed competition. And people people I think in the kayak community want to see our sport and our anglers grow with it. So it's yeah, that's a cool thing, man, that you guys were focused on that right there in Iowa. Yeah, thank you. Do I still have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay. okay. Thought we had a little had a little delay there. Well, cool stuff. Good stuff. So, so you guys basically, um, you guys see the opportunity that you want to jump on uh, that uh, that that you can join these things together. And what 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 did the logistics look like between those between the two clubs trying to put that together? Honestly, it wasn't that hard. So the. The two people that ran um, IKA, Scott Schrader and Clay Cross. Um, Scott was actually the first person to ever take me ice fishing, so I've known him, and, and we, him and I have been on good terms since 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 I got into kayak angling. And Clay, Clay Cross and I fish partner boat tournaments together. So, like that helps. Yeah, so I mean, it was really just sitting down one night, having a couple of beers, and going, you know, are we done working against each other, and are we ready to work together? <laughs> and that's that's kind of how it went. I mean, there wasn't any long drawn out process, and it was just like, "Hey, this is what we're doing this week. Cool. Now it's one club, and we've just gone that way." You know, on the banks of the of the Mississippi and Lacrosse, it, it's exactly how the All American Kayak Series was formed, man. <laughs> you know, there were some guys that uh, were thinking, you know, we could do this across. You know, there was a, there was a I think it was called the Midwest kayak uh fishing league that was started um and was supposed to be you know it was going to be what the all-american is today um and then for whatever reason logistics time life got in the way Mm -hmm. and it it was unable to to get there but the guys that were that used to fish that decided you know what and one of the one of the guys right there you know in iowa himself mr tyler cole you know was right at the heart of that of helping make the all-american put it on the map and get us rolling Oh yeah. So that's a that's cool, man. When you see that, when it's when it's some people that just decide, you know what, we're going to do a thing. And that's <laughs> and that's get just it. what it was. That's so cool. That is so cool. So you guys, uh, 
that they ran they ran what uh the IKA is that what they were dealing with? Yes sir. They ran they, they ran IKA. And you were okay. with IAC is that I, how it was? Yeah, I took over IAC after its inaugural season and then I ran IAC for 2 years honestly with the sole intention of trying to bring everything back together. Because That's having, awesome. having two clubs that have 20 person tournaments doesn't really do anything for either club. Like it, and the majority of anglers only fished one series. Um, Joe Bailey, Super Joe Bailey, and and I were the only ones that fished both series in the state. So you have right. you know, fifty anglers fishing, and only two of them are going between the clubs. So it just it seemed kind of pointless. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's cool, man. That uh, you know you had a vision with it, you went after it. I mean, that's that's what it takes. It takes that leadership to, to piece that together. So now we are formed. We have the Iowa Kayak Fishing Club. Uh, you guys are out there. Um, and this will be your this is your inaugural first season as a joint merger uh, 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 club together. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Sweet. Yep. Our first tournaments at Lake Rathbun um, two weeks before the classic. Oh, wow. OK. All yeah. right. You guys are firing it up. All right. Oh, yeah. You, uh, what, what are your Iowa in April? Is it's a doable thing? It's, uh, it's chancy. (laughs) It's it's not for the the faint of heart. Um, it's always an interesting tournament. I never know if we're going to have a good day, a bad day or a snowstorm. And we've had all of them. People were out there last year, chucking chatterbaits in a blizzard and catching giant fish. Like it's just. You know, it's angler's discretion. If you don't feel comfortable, please stay off the water. But at the same time, if you want to go fishing, have a day. Yeah. So it's doable. I always try to pick a like a, a southern lake in the state just so I can try to have the weather on my side. And we just hope for the best and go for there. Go from there. And you need a company like this that can help you with uh, staying warm. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I got lucky, man. We had one last year here in Colorado. We went to Chatfield Res. Um, temperatures, you know, all leading Colorado weather is so stupid because of the mountains, you know, it's like the stuff literally they call for something and it hits us just a strip of the state. And then, you know, it doesn't hit others. Well, dude, we got hit. The temperature dropped. The snow was going sideways. We're out there in kayaks. Literally our, uh, our braided line is freezing in the eyelets. You're dipping oh, yeah. your line, you know, to try to be able to cast and do anything. It was absolutely miserable uh, out there in that, like I said, below 30 stuff. And so, yeah, the only thing that was good with there is, like I said, I have a strong company behind me that gets me that storm gear, man. And I stayed nice and toasty myself, but my fishing pole needed some storm gear. I tell you that. <laughs> that happens. That, that sounds like fishing in Texas with the All-American a couple of years ago. Right? Palestine, uh, wasn't it? Uh, Pal- it was Palestine. Yeah, Palestine. I thought uh, the weather turned pretty squirrely on, on the everybody. Oh, yeah. I had, I had to drive through a blizzard to get to Texas to go fishing in 30 <laughs> degree weather. You don't think we love this sport? <laughs> oh, boy. That, that was a, I think that was like everybody's worst tournament. Anybody you talked to that was there was just not having a good time. Kevin Swan won that, if I remember right. Did Swan win that? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think Swan pulled pulled through, man. That dude, he'll fish to a hurricane. He don't care. No, he long, doesn't. Long hair don't care, baby. <laughs> okay, Swan's and he'll get after it. To talk to. Yeah, he is. That's awesome stuff, man. So 
Talk to me about a little bit about this season's uh, where you guys, uh, what your schedule's looking like up there with uh, with the club. Uh, where where are you guys going? What's it look like? Uh, how how deep do you go into the summer and that good stuff? Oh, all right, put me on the spot. Let's see. First tournament is uh, Rathbun. Okay. Middle into April. Um, Roger. Yep. Uh, second one is Okaboji with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, third one is a Roadrunner. Uh, Morris Ellis Redhaw. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Including Calorie Smart Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Sweet. That's it's three tiny little lakes that have just monsters in it. It's so much fun. Like if you ever get a chance to come up and fish one of those, do it. Um I'll have to look I'll have to look at that. The a roadrunner you said? Yep. I'll look at your schedule and see uh, see where that's at. Because I was only yeah, that's about a 10, 11 hour run for me, which is yeah, not bad. I'm used to that. They're, they're they're small lakes. Um, you know, hopefully the anglers spread out. I, I can see. I think I know where the majority of them will be, but there's there's bigs in all of them, and it's it's a fun and easy place to fish. That's awesome. Uh, see, we're gonna go to the Mississippi um, the week after you guys are there. Uh, with we're doing nine, ten, and eleven. So just to get some different pools in. Prairie du Chien, yeah, that's yeah. fun down there. I actually I actually like ten personally. There's some cool areas that uh, I've found fishing that a lot of guys don't find, and it's it's a it's a lot of fun. It's 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 a good it's a good section of water. There's actually a boat series that focuses solely on ten. Nice, uh, called the No Nonsense series. Yeah, they they usually draw about uh, like eighty to hundred boats a tournament on that. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, and then we have a like we have a two day championship on two separate lakes. Um, 12 mile and green Valley. So they're right next to each other. So you'll fish one, one day and then we'll fish the next lake the next day. So it's, you have to figure it out all over again. Right. Um, Those are tricky that when you do those two days, two different lakes things, those can get tricky. We've done a couple of those with uh, back in my boat days in the ABA. We did those up by the twin cities. There's, you know, lakes are so close together up there. And yeah, man, that, that changes your whole practice game plan when you do that. 
Mm -hmm. I think the best thing to do is just not to practice and show up and fish those. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're on, say you're fishing mm -hmm. like the opposite lake, pre-fishing at Friday, and then it has a day and a half to sit, and you show up, and it's like it's going to change. Yeah. The weather's going to change. The lake conditions are going to change. The fish are going to, you know, not necessarily move, but like they're not going to be exactly the same. Like, so some days I think it's just better just to show up the day of and go, I have no idea, but I'm going to figure it out. And just go. <laughs> how much in Iowa there, how much do smallies play? I mean, depends is it like where, Minnesota where it's, you know, 50, 50 half the time? Uh, depends on where you're at. Yeah. So we had a, a tournament with IAC at, at the Wapsie river. And if you've never fished the Wapsie, it's, it's different and it's loaded full of smallmouth, And, I, I got caught saying that 90 inches of smallies would win that day. Well, mm. the river was three feet high, and then the weather, this and that, and the other thing. And I think it, I think Tyler Cole won it with around 83. But we were out in a certain section two weeks prior to the tournament, and I caught I, I caught an 18 and a 19 behind Tyler and another one of his buddies. <laughs> And watching them do the same thing. So, like, accumulatively, we caught 93 plus, about 93 inches that day. Right. In, in about two hours. So, like, it's wow. It's, it's, it's doable if, if you have the right water conditions. Um, smallies aren't in every lake. They're in most rivers. And they can definitely play on the right day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like 50-50. I mean, the one thing that the fish in lacrosse area – quite a bit taught me it's just i just i never bank on smallies man they're such a nomadic little yeah. bastard but they're so fun to catch uh, i love the they're they're just another level level of a predator you know that's mm -hmm. out there and uh yeah man the fight that's in those those things is unbelievable and uh yeah i've uh i've had uh, one of the most amazing off a, a rock spine in the mississippi pool eight no pool nine catching smallies with a brown chatterbait pulling it right down there and they were they were attacking the hell out of that chatterbait coming with the current coming right at their face you know so it's uh i used i used my anchor mode just kind of holding the current there and just threw it up and let it come right back at them and yeah that's uh it's but you can never you know like you said you find them there one day you go there the next day and they're gone they're gone yeah they packed up no trace you know no 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 nothing left behind they're out of there yeah, like 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 you said, you can't count on them on game day. Mm -hmm. And while I will go fun fishing, like I don't even actually try to find smallmouth when I'm pre-fishing because I just it doesn't do you any good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you might you might have a fun like pre-fishing, but you'll have a horrible tournament when it comes time. Let them just be gravy on tournament day, right? If you oh, land yeah. on them on tournament day, it's like, hey, here we go, surprise. <laughs> that happens. That does happen. Good stuff. <sighs> Well, cool, man. So uh, you guys, how long does your season roll? You guys start in April, and so when is your championship? Fish, we fish April to October. So Sweet. we have six regular season events um, and then a championship. Nice. I, I, have, I allowed two drops, not not one like most people. So I, I give you a chance to have a couple bad tournaments, have life, have something happen. Maybe you don't right. really cross to the other side of the state. Like, I get it. Yep. You know? And then, so we do best four out of six, and then the championship points. And that's how we, we do our angler of the year. That is awesome. So you take your best four, and then you add the championship event to that? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. 
That's identical to the uh, what we do with the All-American, man. That's, you know, I mean, it, when you're running a statewide club, you know, like a regional size club, it's important that you become very flexible. I mean, you want to maintain high competition, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same note, you want to make it easier for people to join your club and fish, right? I mean, that's it's kind of important to keep that. Well, national level, a lot of times, they're not so concerned about that. They set the standard and the competition level that here it is, come get it if you want it. Well, that was one of the things that we changed on the All-American side was we're national in the fact that we're going from the, the upper reaches, nearly Canada, mm-hmm. you know, of Wisconsin all the way to Texas, dude. So, I mean, while we may stay right in the center of the U.S., we're just as national as anybody else, you know, any other series out there. But we wanted to find ways to make it easier to come fish with us because we know we're not a pro circuit. There really isn't a pro circuit technically right. out there, but... We're, we're not trying to compete with Bass and Hobie. You know, we're comfortable right where we're at being a, a Midwest national series. Um, we, we, you know, we know the level of hooks that, that show up to these events, man, are, are just some of the best in the country. And it's, it's phenomenal. And they're great, great people to hang out with. But yeah, dude, it's a, you know, you try to find ways to make it easier to come compete, be flexible with them. But yeah, that's how what we're doing is we're taking the best, you know, we have the same number uh, of events going on. So that's super cool. Because we have six regular season and us and our seventh is a championship. Yep, and then we also um, we also run an online point series. Oh, for, sweet! For people that you know can't get to live events or or still want to qualify or fish for money and, and fun in, in some capacity, so that runs April through September, and nice. then the points winner of that gets a free entry into the championship. So you, it's it's a gateway into getting into tournaments. So like if you're not comfortable doing you know, in-person events, you can fish online and then you can win your way in and, you know, and then you can qualify for the All-American and, and go from fishing online to fishing, you know, the championship. The Heck yeah. Classic. Heck yeah. Which is, I mean, hands down, one of the biggest events in the entire U.S., dude. I mean, you know, last year we were 196 last year. We're anticipating this year um, a low conservative guesstimate right now is 225. Um, I would not be surprised if we didn't hit crack that 250 mark this year. Um, and yeah, dude, just a ton of money that, of course, the club, you know, stuff that we hand out with it. So that's, yeah. that's, dude, you guys are doing it right out there and you're setting this up with the angler in mind. If you don't mind me asking, do you get a chance to compete in these events as a so, director or do you choose not to? So for the two years that I had IAC, um, I would sit out. I, I, I drive to the event, talk to everybody, hang out in the morning while they're getting gear ready, and then I'd go sit at a picnic table and judge fish at the event for you know the entire day, and then hand out awards and go home. Um, there were times after like I would I could be like statistically eliminated from points that I might go fish an event, or if it was a, a double event with with another club, <clears throat> then I would I would go fish you know to show reciprocity. But otherwise, honestly, I hate fishing my own events. It's it's stressful. I can't focus just being an angler when you get, you know, five, ten phone calls about issues or yep. you, you have somebody else judging. Like I haven't I always have another judge. It's not me looking at the fish. And then but they still have questions. And you still right. have still have to help and figure it out. So this year is going to be the first season that I'm going to fish the entire season with our anglers. We have we have two directors. Uh, Clay Cross is with me. 
Nice. Um, his dad or my wife will judge all the events. So we won't have access to it during, during our time on the water. And hopefully it's okay. Like, you know, I understand some of the issues people may or may not have had. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sympathetic to that because I wouldn't want anybody stealing my spots either. I get it, but I want to go fishing. Sure. (laughs) You know, I, I I drive there. I put all the money and time and I pre-fish with everybody else. But on game day, it's like, I, I'm there to do my job as a tournament director. Yeah. Yeah. If, 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 if people are upset about it, um, one, you know, you should probably think about where you're putting your money or who you have in charge. Then, if you're don't trust the director that is in your club, and two, like honestly, I, I've I've run other organizations before. I get it. My sole purpose to be there is to be a director and not an angler at that time. So if I have to get off the water because it's bothering, you know, the majority of my anglers and putting the club at jeopardy, like. I'm out, man. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll get off the water. I'll stop fishing. It's not a huge deal. Yep. No, dude, I, I 100% share this. My, my personal opinion on this, um, you know, is very flat and forward. Number one, if you are uncomfortable with, uh, on a local level, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, you know, a local state level club, if you're uncomfortable with the director fishing because you don't trust their, uh, their integrity, then my response to that is get the hell out of that club. Agreed. You, cle- you clearly, you know, if you think that now, if there's evidence that supports it, well, then your club's the problem. Club should get rid of the director and, and bring somebody new in. You know, I, no, I don't. I know me personally, brother, I would never, I would never throw my money at some place or some club. If I thought that there was something squirrely going on there, you know, now, and that's that's what kind of brought me to with with the All American deal here. I don't have access to any of those tournaments when it comes to the judging side. I'm a talking head, okay? Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there to to help the anglers, uh, you know, run the captains' meetings, do those things, and be at the awards banquet. Which is why it kind of left open for me the chance to fish them. But then we got a few other things that we're going to be doing at the same time. And to be honest with you. I just don't ever want to get in that position where I'm up there doing awards and I'm talking, you know, on, we want to maintain the national level side of the all American, you know, to that level. But having said that, like our local club here, one of the, one of our local clubs here in Colorado, um, the Colorado kayak Bassmasters, it wouldn't be the same if, if Jim Strawbridge wasn't on the water with us out there, you know what I mean? It's like, no, we, we trust him 100%. Um, same with the CKFC. If Jeremy Pierce wasn't out there, it's like, well, shit, it's just not a bass tournament then if you don't have these guys on the water, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a it's a different deal. But uh, it's nope. it's a funny thing that we get, you know, as tournament direction, you get put in, right? You got to have to, you got to balance that shit out. A lot of hats. No, right? I, I, I abstained <laughs> until the anglers that I, that were in my club were upset that I was not fishing with them. Right. Like okay, here we are. Then like then I can get back on the water. Like if they're if they're more mad that I'm not out there, it's just so they can't hold the tournament wins over my head at the end of the day. It's fine, dude. It's a win if you beat JB. All right, that's all there is. Just be, just place better than JB, and life is good. <laughs> oh, are you talking? Which so are you talking about Joe Bailey or Jeremy Brandis? Jeremy Brandis. All right, just to be clear. 
Yeah, man. I met Jeremy and Tim. Um, this was, I hadn't been doing the national scene very long at all. I hadn't been in, but maybe two, three kayak events. I had just come over from the boat world and I was in Wilson, Kansas. Yeah. We were there at Lake Wilson. My first night I rolled into town, a setup. The weather was like the Amazon dude. I was sweating like Mike Tyson in a spelling bee. You know, I get my camp and everything all set up. Stupid microburst Kansas storm comes through that night, completely annihilates my tent, jams, just destroys the whole thing. So I, I'm like, screw this, dude. I got like 30 minutes of sleep that night, and I got to go practice for a full day. You know, now it's Thursday. So I uh, clean up camp best good. I ran into Russell, ran like 20, 25, 26 minutes down the highway back towards Colorado. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com plop at this little hotel, go through my gear, try to fix all my poles and everything that got just thrown all over the place. Yeah. Get, get everything all set up there and in, in rolls a couple trucks, couple, a uh, couple old towns come rolling in. It's Jeremy and Tim. They were staying in the room right next to me. And dude, they, they welcomed me with, you know, just, Hey man, how you doing? You know, and asking me to go out to dinner with them, you know, in the evenings and. Oh yeah. Dude, it was uh, the, those two were just from day one, just good people. I love, I love me some JB. I love, love Tim. Those guys are just awesome people. So Tim was actually the first person I met in, in kayak angling as well. Nice. I, I rolled up like I've, I've almost always had a van and had all my gear inside a van instead of like <laughs> nice. a trailer route. So I, I, I roll up to this lake, and Tim and and Carrie are at the ramp just getting ready to launch. And I just step out of my van. I'm like, hi, I'm new. I don't know what to do. Can I go fish with you guys? <laughs> and that's literally how it happened. And Tim's like, yeah, let's go. So I let's do it. I out, park my van and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> that sounds like Tim, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, I got a chance to, after meeting those guys there, I got a chance to stay with quite the crew up at Lewis and Clark. Yeah. Um, we, we were up there. I was in an Airbnb up there, and uh, there was Tyler was there, um, Jordan, uh, Jeremiah uh, was there, uh, Tim, JB, Mike De, uh, De Bruin was there. I mean, what a crew, man. These guys, it was the entire Iowa crew was in this place, and they let this noob, you know, Colorado kid, you know, newbie. <laughs> hang out with them up there it was so so cool to to meet everybody and it was uh it was it was quite the experience for sure they're a good group it's always it's always an interesting time when we get together yeah you guys you guys definitely do have a crew (laughs) and that crew likes to take my money 
So. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got to pay for the trip somehow. That's right. That's right. So, dude, let's talk about Okaboji, man. One of the cool things that we're doing this year, we're really doubling down on working with local clubs and, uh, you know, local by local, we mean state level, you know, and area level. We want to share in the success there. And we know that the way to do that is to work with the local clubs by offering up, you know, the, the, the killer venues that we're setting up this year. Like at Okaboji, we're going to be at the uh, uh, Arrowwood Resort. Super, super cool place uh, that we're going to be able to have the award ceremony. So the Iowa Kayak Fishing Club, you guys get to use that for your awards as well. That's, a, you know, our way of saying thank you. You know, and it's it's that scratching backs thing. You guys yep. go out and promote the All-American for us that, you know, that, that your clubs, you know, just basically promoting your members to, 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 you know, jump in with us out in this thing. We do the same thing for you guys. That's that's how we get this thing really blowing up and i mean okaboji bro that is that is that could has the potential to be like one of the best all year long i mean big numbers can come out of that that section of water oh it's 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 hands down one of my favorite places to have fish in iowa like it i think i think last year i put up just under 180 for two days and i didn't finish in the money like it's insane (laughs) right (laughs) You got that damn Jordan Westerman running around up in there in those neck yeah. of the woods. We got to take him down. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of hard to beat a guy on his own on his home leg, right? Right. I mean, Especially when he happens to be like the smallmouth whisperer that he is. He is, yeah. <laughs> Guy's got a knack for sure. But that so there is you know not for nothing. This is anybody who fishes that event knows about the canals, right? I mean that's right. it is what yeah. it is. Right. Um. I fished it one time, and within the first 10 minutes, I realized, ah, there's the canals, and now I understand why, you know, it is what it is. But there's a good chance that that those canals may not be as much in play. There's been there's been some stuff going on where they've been limiting numbers, and yep. what what's really been happening up there that uh, I know they're trying to, I don't know, are they trying to, is it a protecting the fishery situation? Is it a... <clears throat> So dealing with the homeowners, what what's going on? What I got from the DNR when we had an event with, um, with Heartland kayak anglers there last year in the fall is there's invasive species of grass that are growing in certain areas, Mm -hmm. mainly the canals and the triboji circle and, and the Harbor on West. And what they were doing was trying to minimize traffic so they could treat the grass and not have the infestation spread to the rest of the Right. So that's that's why they were trying to minimize access or restrict access to the canals. Gotcha. Yep. So and I I know I don't know, is that is that gonna be in play when we get there in May? Uh we'll see in May. Uh, right. You know, I, I can't speak to it one way or another right now. Um I, I've last time I talked to Capasca, who is is in charge of handing out permits, he had mentioned limiting access to it. But he had mentioned limiting access to it, not because of the grass, but because of the amount of traffic in, in other tournaments that were there. Right. So right. to say they, they are off limits, like, I don't believe they are. But, you know, when you have 70 boats and 50 kayaks in there, it gets congested quickly. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you know, hands down for sure, we'll be 
We'll be on top of this. We'll be working with you, probably uh, me calling you and, and you and I chatting as we get closer to the event so that we can communicate that out right here on the podcast, on the Doc Talk, and we'll keep it flowing through all the Facebook channels and such. So that way, everybody that's joining in on this. But yeah, man, all the all the IKFC members out there, absolutely check out the All-American, man. We want to have you guys here. We want to see you guys up on stage for both, you know, for the, the All-American and for, for your guys' stuff, for sure. Um, uh, you know, to make sure that we're, we're getting all that, that set in. We did find, I don't know what capacity, but that Fisherman's Outlet that's there in uh, Okoboji. Oh, that's heaven. Right? They're actually going to they're going to be our tackle sponsor for this event. Perfect. So we're not sure what that means just yet, but they said yes. We want to we want to be a part of this. We originally had conversations with them about holding the awards at their shop, um, but there was a little question about space and and yeah. you know things of what we could do. So fast forward, I had open up channels through the through the visitor center and the co- convention. Uh, the chamber and we got connected with Arrowwood. Arrowwood said, we'd love to host you guys and have you here. So uh, we're going to be set up there with them. There'll be food and drink available. I think, I think that one is going to be available for purchase okay. um, that basically anglers can buy, you know, food and drink while they're there during the awards and such. Um, and, uh, but yeah, man, it uh, it'll be a good time. It's going to be, uh, that area is beautiful. I stayed, I stayed there last year. That's going to be the one hardest part through this whole thing, Casey, is that I can't fish these events, brother. This is the classic is my is my national event. I get to fish that because Tyler's going to MC that one. He's going so, to yeah, he's okay. going to he's going to take her because he's not fishing that. So he's going to take that role. I get to just jump in and go fish on the classic. So I'm stoked. Have you ever fished Truman? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like several times in my boat. And it was pucker factor when I had a bass boat in a kayak. I, I don't mind it at all. I love it. Cause it's like, yeah, I can. I've bounced off of more deadheads with my kayak. Yeah. <laughs> my my unlimited handles it pretty well, man. I can I can buzz around in there. So yeah, I don't mind Truman. Uh, Truman is a it's a it can be a finicky uh, thing. It's the least Ozarkian out of all the Ozark lakes, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I, it just it doesn't set up like the other Ozark lakes do in most cases, and I and I like the challenge. I like the fact that. I've watched I've watched a guy win that thing on a buzz bait, you know, yep. and then I've seen other guys have to you know throw a quarter ounce finesse jig and drag it across the bottom at the you know entryways of all the uh, the the creek channels. That's the only place they could find the you know substantially good sized ones. They weren't back anywhere, so it's it's cool that the you know depending on where you're at on the lake, it sets up pretty pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's different bodies of water from top to bottom. That's for sure. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Which arm you get on, it's a, it's uh-huh. a different critter for sure. And there are some, dude, there are some banjo-loving boat ramps that you can come across that are public land, but just be careful creeping up on those things when it's still dark out because oh, yeah. <laughs> you might find a vehicle there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just stick to well-lit areas when I'm down there. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a... Uh, there's some there's some cool, really off the beaten path areas that you can track down. Google Earth is your friend. <laughs> Make sure you got that rolling. Well, cool, man. So you guys, when is your championship again? Oh, it's in October, I believe. Okay, it's the second weekend in October. I don't have yeah, no worries. Hold up in front of me. 
Hey man, if people want to know, they can go out to at Iowa Kayak Fishing Club. Go check you out on the on Facebook there. Go hit you guys up. Yep. Uh, make sure, folks, if you're watching here, make sure to go give them a follow. Uh, if you're in that neck of the woods, a couple states around, go fish with these dudes, man. Talk about some some awesome people um, and just flat out hammers, man. You want to test your skills? That'd be a good group to to go go fish against up there, and uh, they'll they'll welcome you in for sure and, and take you lunch money with a grin. That's always a good thing for sure. Brother, we can't thank you enough, man, um, for, for stopping by, taking time out of your busy schedule here. Um, I'm excited for 24. I'm going to check out your, your, your schedule there. Cause I'd love to, to come up there and join in and, uh, see if I can catch in between a couple events when I'm on the road, driving all over tarnation. Maybe I can jump in one of yours up there. Have you ever fished brushy Creek? I've never, the only thing I've ever fished in the state of Iowa has been Okaboji. Even when I lived like an hour from the border, I never got down there to fish. And say, if, if, if you can make another tournament, come to Brushy. Brushy? That's yep. a good one. That's, it's size wise, you'll get <clears throat> about as, probably the same bags you'll get out of Okaboji. Oh, wow. Yeah. No kidding. That's pretty it, substantial. It's an, awesome, it's an awesome lake. It's finicky. It can be really tough, but on its on its good days, it, it produces some giant bags. That is too cool. That is way cool. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, like I said, I'll have to, I'll jump out to Facebook, check out the schedule there, see where everything is looking, and uh, who knows. I'm going to be coming up through there, man. We got three three runs, Okoboji, Lacrosse, Manakawa. Mm-hmm. So we're we're making that run up there for sure. And so we'll be we'll be driving through Iowa through Des Moines several times. We'll be we'll be making that making that journey. All right, all right, buddy. Well, listen, man, hang out here for me. Uh, I'm we'll, uh, after after we we close this out here, and I'll chat with you when we finish all this up, folks at home. Thank you so much for watching another episode with us here. Don't forget, man. What drives this whole thing for us is those subscribes at YouTube at the True Patriot Outfitters, of course, and uh, the Paddling Finn. Uh, network make sure you get those uh, those likes and follows down but that subscribe at youtube is the big one that's where we could really use some help with that that helps us get the mission out there for the tpo further and further uh, uh along the way and it really helps uh sell home those supporters of the of the tpo beyond the the fact that it's a good mission they also get uh, some decent uh decent exposure piece there and uh, they should get exposure if they're if they're helping us out we appreciate all the love, all the support. We're happy to be here at the Paddling Fin Network for sure. And as always, folks, tight lines, be safe.